to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast, brought to you today by SteelSeries and their new range of alias microphones. There are mics made for gamers, and a big shout out SteelSeries for coming back in 2024 and continuing to support the show. It is, of course, our first one of the year, and I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. <laughs> James. Hello. And Kieran. Hello. On the show today, we're going to be talking about Xbox games going multi-platform. Probably not for the first time. I feel like we've spoken about that before. Uh, and our most anticipated games of 2024. But first, I'm curious. It's been a couple of weeks, at least, since I last spoke to the three of you. Uh, what games have you been playing during the break? Kieran, perhaps we start with you. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get as much gaming time in as I would have hoped because uh, I was I was sick through a lot of my break, unfortunately. But I um I played through Assassin's Creed Mirage finally. Oh yeah. Um, nabbed the platinum in that and thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was actually really good. Probably one of my favorites since like maybe Odyssey, mm-hmm. which isn't a long time, but yeah. Yeah, well, Valhalla, the only one that came to <laughs> It's like the, the, the other game. Yeah. <laughs> you liked uh, the more kind of focused um, take on the series, though, yeah? Yeah, I think they did a good job by sort of distilling it into what makes the games good and doing it on a smaller scale. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it really benefited from a little bit of a sea change there. Out of curiosity, how many Platinums do you have now as well? Oh. Do you know? I'm assuming it's double digits. Is it triple digits? Yeah, it's definitely triple digits. I, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Maybe, maybe go around the table and I'll come back to you on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I got four platinum trophies last year, which is like unheard of me. My total is nine. So I got nearly half wow. of them last year alone. Um, but I just kind of went on a bit of a tear and actually enjoyed trophy hunting for the first time. Um, and I'm actually nice. trophy hunting for another game at the moment. Um, but Shannon, what did you play in the break? Um, I played a lot of FC 24 with my brother because he was off work and bored. So he was constantly messaging me, asking me to play. So that was what filled a lot of my time. I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, online, a lot of games still going. Um, he's just, Uh he gets obsessed with it. Like he goes through periods where... Just every day he wants to play it, and then I won't hear from him about it for months or years. And then I feel like people that play year. sports games online are like a different breed. I've got some mates that are big like NBA guys, and in lieu of not having any other games to really play at the moment, I'm like, maybe I'll jump on to NBA and and play with them. I play basketball in real life, so surely I could handle myself okay in a video game, but I'm yet to do that. I feel they're yeah. very serious about it though. That's that's all he plays. I don't think he's ever played anything else like since like he was teen or a child. But yeah, that's literally just yeah. FIFA every year. Maybe like some NBA occasionally, but um yeah, it's good. I like it to just unwind and not think about yeah. anything sort of work related or, or content related. It's a good game to just play for the sake yeah. of playing a game. Uh, it's very social for me. It's like when I've got people around or whatever. And my girlfriend actually really enjoyed FIFA, so we we play um, together occasionally. We started playing It Takes Two over the break, actually. Nice. Which um, I think she's really enjoying. She gets very competitive with all those mini games, um, though. I think I'm yet to win any I'm of sure them. I'm sure she's whipping her ass. <laughs> oh, she is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, James, what about you? What do you play? Lots, but not really. Like, I'm looking through the list. I don't really... So I started with... You... Huh? So, no, go on, no, go on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, 
I think my first game of the break was probably Robocop. Um, yeah, cool. Which apparently is like very hard to find, but it was pretty fun. Um, I thought it was solid for how. What do like you mean mid- hard to find? Like you physical get, copies they, of it? Yeah, if you want to get a physical copy, they're like, I don't know if it's still the same, but I saw there were like copies on eBay going for like 150 bucks or something. Yeah, it's um, still like that. It's wild. It's like, I don't know if just nobody pre-ordered it or what the go was. Um, yeah. Surely it's yeah. only a matter of time though before they print some more. I'm assuming just like nobody wanted it or ordered it so that just nobody bought it and then shops just don't have any because it actually wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah. yeah, pretty good game. Like pretty, pretty solid. Better than I thought it would be. Um, mm. And then that I tried Lords of the Fallen, and I bounced off it. I got about halfway through, bounced off it pretty hard. Um, and then something that I wasn't expecting to like that I really enjoyed, which, I don't know, might be controversial because of the AI stuff, but the finals is surprisingly oh, good. yes, James! Yes! Um, yeah, like, I, it's not like a game that I would obviously normally play, Um but a friend wrangled me into it, and we are having a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, like, how, how it will go long-term. Like, I don't see how it works, how they make it interesting. I feel like I've yeah. kind of already seen it all, do you know what I mean? But um, so far, like, really solid, like, gameplay-wise. Um, yeah. Just being able to destroy shit, like, if, if the objective's above you, just destroy the floor above it, and it will fall through to you. Like, it's, it's really fun. Um, so, yeah, that's my big ones. Yeah, if you've not jumped onto the finals yet, I highly recommend it. It's um, just a really tight game mechanically. Like, I love the different... But which, which character build are you? Are you medium, light, heavy? So, I was struggling a lot. Um, my, my mate plays heavy with the hammer and stuff, and I feel like too many uh-huh. heavies like, is fucked. So, I yeah. ended up going... Once I got the sword, I went light. Because okay, you can just cool. like, kind of like nice. run in, grab shit, and then run back. And then a lot of the time, you'll get the objective that way. Um, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people playing heavy because of the hammer, which I understand because you can just break anything. Like, that's the appeal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But light is pretty fun. Medium's good if you're, like... I think if you're super sweaty, you can probably get the most out of medium, but I'm playing, like, super casually, so there's no sweat yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. We've we've kind of played around with different team structures, would you believe, um, and found that, like, medium and heavy pairs really well, particularly in, like, the, the core quick cash kind of game mode because you can kind of defend and lock down an area with, like, sentry turrets and healing and stuff. Um, but then I'm a light like you for when we play quick cash. No, not quick cash. Bank it, which is, like, the more kind of kill-confirmed style mode because it helps to be super zippy and travel the map quicker. Um, but, yeah. I'm stoked to hear that you're playing the finals because I have played a lot mm. of that game during the break and really enjoying it. Um, yeah, keen to get back to playing more of it. Would you believe, though, James, that I spent a lot of my break playing... Um, I've forgotten what it's called. Resistance Retribution on the PlayStation Vita. I would believe that. That's something <laughs> you would do. Uh-huh. What, what it's- possessed you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I played through like the roguelike mode of God of War. Um, oh, like Valhalla. The Valhalla, yeah. Which I know like, we wow, think, how the hell is this related? Play Resistance on Vita. <laughs> like, I, I thought maybe I could get the God of War collection on Vita because I've never really played the original God of War games since a lot of the backstory that they were alluding to in Valhalla, I just wasn't getting. Um, 
but it was going to be like $30. I'm like, well, let's see if I can actually stick it out with a PSP game and I'll pick up Resistance Retribution for 10 bucks, Forgetting that that was actually the PSP game first and foremost. So like you're controlling your camera with the, the face buttons rather than the analog stick. It's super clunky. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. That's I don't really remember nice. anything about that game. When you said it, I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know there was a portable one. There I wasn't actually, a Vita it, one. It's a there? sign of the times, that game, I tell you. Wait, that is the Vita one. The Burning Skies, is that the Vita be. one? I think that's the Vita one. There's two Vita yeah. ones though, right? Wow, okay, there you go. I didn't even, I don't remember that at all. Oh, no, PSP. Resistance is PSP. Right, I've just realized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think I think that was the mistake I made. Um, but anyhow, that's what I spent a lot of my summer Bring doing. Back I played a lot of my Vita though, so I'm really excited for my PlayStation Portal. Like, I feel like I found a home for handheld gaming in the house. Um, it was really nice just having the cricket on throughout the summer and then just playing a game on my Vita. It, it's um, a different gaming experience, isn't it? Just playing a handheld yeah. on your couch I, or in bed. Or it's, I it's, actually should have put this on the notes, but you've got a PlayStation Portal now, right, Shannon? I do, yes. How are you finding it? Um, I was telling Kieran today, it's, it's a weird one because it's like probably the best handheld that I've used, like in terms of like form factor with its like massive screen and... Like literally just a controller split in half, but yeah. like given it is just dependent on your Wi-Fi, it, it's working a hundred percent of the time. Like I haven't had a single dropout or like a disconnection or anything like that. But like it's just very obvious between when it's running at like 1080p 60, which looks like you're playing a PS5 game on a handheld. Till then, like you get like it drops down in frame rate or a bit of lag or um, the quality degrades, and yeah, then obviously it it's a bit at odds with itself when that happens. So yeah, given it's Wi-Fi, like it's not going to shock anyone here. I think we've had many debates about it. Like it, it's not perfect. I don't think it's going to be perfect for anyone because like if in my small house with my mesh systems, like it doesn't work perfectly. Like, I don't know. It's, it's good. I'm still using it every night. I'm going to keep using it every night, but it just, it, you do feel like it could have been so much more. And I think that's what a lot of people will find. But if, you do like remote play and use it already. Like it is a great device for that. But yeah, it just makes me want like another Vita or something like a PS5 yeah. handheld so much more, to be honest. Which yeah, is a compliment to it. If it was running games natively on it. Yeah, which it is not possible. Not but like yeah. just yeah. some kind of local streaming or something that doesn't rely on wireless. Um, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a 10 for me if that were the what? case. What sort of percentage of your time do you reckon it's working seamlessly versus kind of glitching out? It's work like out? that's that's the thing. It's never not working. Like I, I again, I don't use remote play a lot, but I did try it back in like the Vita and the PSP days, and it would like cut out or like come to a complete halt. Like it's never that's never happening. Like it's working all of the time. It's just again Why are you yelling. I don't know. I've had I'm, I had a few drinks before this, so I'm going to be probably more passionate than I normally would be. Um, yeah, it's it's working all the time. It's just yeah, like I said, like it can be 1080p 60 if you're fine, but then if my partner starts downloading something, or I don't know, like my yeah. PC starts downloading something, or something downloading in the background, or you're playing online, like just one percent is all it takes for that to drop a yeah. little bit, and you're never sure what's causing it, right? Because like you just don't know in a Wi-Fi situation. Like, is it yeah. interference? Is it a device connected? Is it just weirdness blocking the connection? Like, there's always going to be variables, yeah. um, even 
in your house. So, yeah, that's it is what it is. But it never, like I said, it never stops working. It just might drop for a, a period or... I think it's fine for single-player games and, like, slower-paced games. Um, I, you're not going to be entering tournaments online with it. But, for, for yeah, for playing in bed or playing on the couch, like, it's totally fine. Have you yeah, played out of the house at all? A little bit I haven't. That's still the one thing I have to test. Um, it works. Again, it, it takes a little bit longer to connect. Um, but it, it works. There's just a bit more lag. And, um, again, it's an internet experience which isn't ideal. Yeah. Um, that is the one thing I will say, like you literally pick it up, turn it on and you're connected in like two seconds. So for that point of view, like it, it's great. Like it feels super seamless and it works well. But again, like that makes me even more upset. Like when it doesn't work because it just, you can see that it's how good the screen is. Like when you're in the, in the initial UI and things like that. And then yeah. if you get a poor connection initially, like it just, I don't know. I'm probably more OCD than a lot of people as well. So if something's not working, like I want to know why that is. And with Wi-Fi, like you just, you can't, like you all know how it is. Like if you're getting cutouts one night, yeah. like you just never know why, what's causing it. And like whilst gaming, that's um, highlighted tenfold. Yeah. I'm really hoping the uh, recent upgrades I've made to my network at home with the Eero mesh network upon your recommendation, Shannon, that it's kind of maybe stable enough now that I get a pretty good, like I'm, if I was to get the occasional dropout, but like 90% of the time it works pretty seamlessly, I would be stoked with that. Um, and that, that's what it is. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to sound negative on it cause I'm not at all. Like we all knew it wasn't going to be a perfect experience. It's good. Like 98% of the time and it never cuts out or never stops working. It's just, yeah. Yeah, there are times it works perfectly and sometimes when it doesn't. You know, I'm not really sure why. Um, but How's hopefully the, it gets the better the battery time. life been? Um, it's pretty good. It's it's like roughly the dual sense. So like, what's that? Like five, right. six hours. Yeah. And it just uses USB-C. So yeah, just plug it in in bed or whatever and it charges right back up. Yeah. Um, but the screen is amazing. Like the controller or like the feel of it is amazing. The haptics and the vibration and the sound, like they're the things that never cut out. So even when you get stutters, like they all stay true to it, which again, like does become a little bit jarring at times. But yeah, the overall experience is fantastic. Mm. It's just the connection that falls over a little bit at times. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited for it as like maybe it's pursuing trophies in bed or that kind of thing, but I'm spending... Uh, I'm spending a bit more time at the moment with, uh, with multiplayer games, sorry, single player games and playing through a bit of a back catalog. And hopefully that's a trend that continues. Uh, probably not. So it gets busier, let's face it. But, um, I can see it being really handy for that. Just like kicking back in bed, having a lazy start to the day and still making some progress in your games before you get out and make breakfast. Uh, anyhow, we should crack on with the rest of the show. Uh, Kieran, over the game, over the break, you did play another game though, and that was like a dragon, infinite wealth. You published mm. the preview uh, on the website in the past week. Um, what's your history with the franchise, and how did you find this game thus far? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing the like a dragon or like previously Yakuza games since like the PS2 iteration. So, um, long yeah, time following the series for ages, um, and I think the the previous one uh like a dragon seven is probably one of my favorites um the switch to like the turn-based battle system 
obviously works really well for me and my Final Fantasy tendencies. Um, like the the characters I introduced are great. Um, so like, yeah, very excited to to check this one out because it's a continuation of more of that plus a little bit of like what made the the previous games good. Um, but yeah, the preview was interesting because it's like it's it's almost like a game of thirds because you've got uh the main character Kasuga and he's like in Hawaii in the game and there's like a whole game there and then uh the previous protagonist Kiryu also has his whole section of the game back in Japan uh and then on top of that they have like the Stardew Valley slash Animal Crossing-esque like resort management sim thing as well um so there's like three vastly different experiences and that's kind of how they split up the the preview by giving us like about an hour of each one right um so it's really cool to check out like how they all differ um you know hawaii is a completely new location for the game which uh you know it's a series that typically recycles a lot of locations so like that's really exciting um and you know in an hour i had in in that area like i barely scratched the surface of what i could find there in terms of like content and mini games and side stories and all that kind of stuff so um yeah it was yeah very very positive like super cool updates to the combat system lots of new stuff to see good new characters, good returning characters. Um, it's just, uh, you know, three hours out of what's probably going to be like a hundred plus hour game. So it's hard to say how yeah. it all, how it all pans out in the future, but yeah. No, Maybe it's cool. a little bit hard to tell from the demo you've able to play, but like the, the three kind of sections of the game you played, if that's the right word for it, like, hmm. is there a sense of cohesion to them? Like, do they gel or is that not really the point? Uh, yeah, that part's difficult. Cause they were just like, like, I played chapter five, chapter eight, and then the island resort thing is its own thing completely that you can go to at any point. So like they were kind of just disparate parts of the story. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of hard to tell, but I imagine like it's the, those games have always been like, you'll do a little part of the story and then you'll spend like 10 hours, you know, doing karaoke and playing darts and stuff and then go back to the story. So like the, the pacing and like the cadence of things is always off anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wondered what Shannon was doing there. He's just adjusting his mic. <laughs> he was freaking me out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's crack on with some news. Uh, the rumor mill is a buzz again with speculation that Xbox games are coming to other platforms, including the PlayStation 5 and Nintendo Switch, after a number of industry insiders have made comments on podcasts during the break. Uh, responding to a previous claim on the Native Hate podcast, Jeff Grubb, a frequent source of information for unannounced um goodies uh said on the giant bomb podcast that sea of thieves is a title set to appear elsewhere uh james i'm gonna come to you first we've long speculated that a shift in xbox strategy away from kind of pushing its hardware first and foremost to diversifying and making software and maybe even the subscription service available on other platforms could be on the cards do you reckon that 2024 is the year that we kind of see that start to take effect uh yeah i i think so for microsoft i don't see sony doing this or like nintendo do it do you know what i mean like i feel like i maybe it's because obviously microsoft is coming third they just want to like you know get their shit out there um i could definitely see a lot of this stuff happening for sure um yeah that's (laughs) i don't know there's not so you, more, yeah, like, so what you were saying is you don't see PlayStation publishing their games I, on the platform. Is that's it's why just I find kind of like because so Xbox is in third place that 
like right now the Microsoft Nintendo kind of partnership with say a lot of the Xbox games that come to Switch um, mm. like Ori as an example yeah um, it doesn't seem to be both ways <laughs> do you know what I mean like I don't think like yeah. nothing seems to come from Nintendo to Xbox um, which like to me I don't know it, it's definitely one sided um, and I can see I can see Microsoft say putting Sea of Thieves on PlayStation and Switch I don't know how that game would run on Switch but well, I can see that happening because those games would fuel a lot of recurrent spending, and they are as good as as good as the population is big, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can I, I understand it kind of, um, but then I, I I can't help but feel like this is just Microsoft wanting to kind of you know have their cake and eat it too. Like with Game Pass, they were trying to step away; they didn't really care about people buying games as much because they want people to be subscribing but then they kind of want people to also be buying games, obviously, mm. because Game Pass has kind of fostered this, what's the word, like, audience that doesn't buy games. They just wait for games to go to Game Pass, like, and that's obviously not, not particularly helpful, especially for newer games launching on the system that aren't first party, you know? Yeah. Um, that was, like, a lot of thoughts all at once. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I don't... Yes, I think this year you'll see a lot of that, that in, in short, because I think especially um, to fill gaps in their, like, in their fina- in their schedule financially, like, they'll be able to bring in more money by chucking, say, a game on Switch or a game on PlayStation, if yeah. need be. Yeah, Ma- maybe it could even be rather reactionary rather than deliberate to, like, like you said, kind of plugging those holes as they sort of need to in their schedule by releasing X game onto because other I, platform. I genuinely would not be surprised if this year their big game is like Hellblade and that's it. Like, I would not be surprised if there was nothing else. Like, yeah. the, the cadence of releases from them is just, like, so average, and I think it's just going to continue. Um, yeah. I think but, so long as... Like, I can't see it kind of being helpful as, like, every game uh, comes to every platform kind of out of the gate. Um, I think Sea of Thieves makes a lot of sense because it benefits from community so much and it's obviously mm. like kind of uh like a free-to-play title that you can jump in and invest in over time and stuff and it's a really good game and it's been on xbox platforms for long enough so i feel like they're gonna kind of anyone that was desperate to play that game probably will have already picked up an xbox and played it but if you kind of make it available elsewhere someone that's kind of not even necessarily been on the fence about it but had it in the back of their mind might give it a go um and maybe you convert a loyal fan thereafter but i think so long as game pass or like xbox platforms kind of become the first and foremost destination for their games then that makes sense but like starfield could that come to playstation at some point this year i think it makes total sense for them to do that and that i think that's the point like i agree with everything you both said like if sea of thieves does come to playstation like it's been i don't know like 10 years like everyone that has an xbox has played it and i think they will make some money back but like then you don't really i think xbox of the three like don't want people asking those questions in terms of like is this going to come to something else later on i feel like they need every first party win they can get even if it is something that yeah. that released eight years ago like i don't think they need people questioning that and, and waiting for games to come to other platforms um so it's a weird one and i think like james said like nintendo doesn't put their games on anything else playstation pc like three or four years later but they'd never release a game on xbox so 
yeah, I, I know that Xbox's strategy is different, but it, it does weaken their first party offering and make people less likely to buy an Xbox, in my opinion. Um, yeah. No matter what the game is. So, yeah. I think as well, like, that's just an extension of what happened when they started putting everything on PC. Like, a lot of people wouldn't buy a PC. I mean, an Xbox, because they knew they could get it on PC. Um, and then if they just create this kind of pattern of behavior where they release stuff on other consoles mm. later, people will just wait, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't really I know if it solves a problem the way- for them. But like, I think it only works if they make the wait kind of arduous, right? Like, maybe in hindsight, it's kind of too soon to share to make Starfield available on other platforms. And like, but I don't want to be been like for ages, like that, incredibly that like fair. rude. But they have to make the wait. Like, people want to have you know, people want to wait for it. Like, I don't think anyone is like super missing like Starfield. Sure. Now. Yeah. Like, I, do you know what? I, like, I, that it's not. Like, it's not a bad game, but it didn't really take the world by storm. Like, you would expect, say, a game from the people who made Skyrim and Fallout 3 to, you know? But, I, like, I, 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 I think that's the first thing they have to sort out first and foremost. Yeah, like, I agree. But I almost think they would, like, if they did release Starfield on PlayStation, like, at least that would make them, like, tens of millions of dollars. So it's like Sea of Thieves or, like, Hi-Fi yeah. Rush, I think we're going to speak about, like... It's not going to move the needle that much. Like where Starfield, like you could, you would see a return on investment, um, and you'd yeah. still charge one hundred and twenty dollars for it, and it's a free on Game Pass. I think that's fine. Um, I don't yeah. know. It's so complex. Uh, let's not forget that I guess PlayStation do this as well, right? Like their games are available on PC, and they charge kind of full price for them. I think it's just I think it's different because of Game Pass like James said like Xbox already have this thing where like you're not paying for games and I think that just changes the perception of like value I don't know it's just no it does I think PlayStation has a loyal audience of day one people I absolutely agree like no I don't think anybody is not going to buy say I'm not going to say Rise of Ronin because I feel like that's not a good example but let's just say like Ghost of Tsushima 2 like no one's going to not buy that because it might be on PlayStation extra later I feel like everybody will buy that straight away whereas like even and and what upsets me the most about like say the kind of I guess attitudes that Game Pass has kind of fostered is like you'll get say a really good game like say Cold of the Lamb which is like 30 bucks and so many people when I was like I played bought it, played it, enjoyed it, and I was telling people I loved it. They were like, oh, I'll just wait for it to come to Game Pass. And, like, it never has. But, like, I just can't help but think that, like, that audience, the games don't sell on in that ecosystem anymore as much as, say, putting yeah. them on other consoles. And then you get that ripple-on effect we talked about last year where some developers who are smaller don't even bother. And even some Japanese developers don't bother at all either for obvious reasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just... And, yeah, I and feel we like can't the, kind of understate the importance of like launch day sales or like launch week sales for games too like maybe a bad example but like the day before just came out and because it didn't make the money at launch that they needed that game's dead and buried and which may be a worst case scenario but for anything that's kind of contingent on Xbox like initial sales to ca- <laughs> i'm just saying like on any game that's like contingent on early sales to maintain its longevity like that's kind yeah. of a risk like you- yeah Cult of the Lambs getting DLC, like, in the near future, um, it's expansion. Maybe that wouldn't have happened if the the launch day sales weren't so good. Do you think having, like, launch parity, like having a game launch on, on both platforms at once helps 
xbox get people into game pass so like if if there's more people in that conversation like the playstation audience is huge compared to the xbox audience if xbox if they launched a game on both and everyone on playstation was talking about it do you think that would help them be like well you could buy a 700 console and a 100 game or if you've got a samsung tv give us 20 bucks and you can play it right now yeah. Like, do you think that there's, do you think there's benefit to doing that just to have, just so the launch is bigger, so there is more of a conversation? On, on paper, mm. like, yes. And I think we've all been saying that for like six or seven years, but the reality is, of it is, it's like, I know, yeah, I, like my brother or like a lot of people I know that are casual gamers and have a PlayStation, like they wouldn't even know what Xbox cloud gaming is or like would never think to use it on their TV. So yes, like on paper, I think that should be what happens because like you can literally just do it on your tv and like it'll be fine for most people but i don't think that's cutting through and it might just be an internet thing or it's it was never going to happen overnight but i don't really know why that isn't more of a thing to be honest yeah i agree like i'm shocked at how much it works when i do bother um yeah i still kind of think though that like if you to Kieran's point, like if you kind of saw what, if you got a taste of what like Xbox was doing and liked their games enough that you would go, oh, you know what? Actually, Xbox is putting out some good games, and I'm paying a hundred dollars a pop each time on PlayStation. I could just get an Xbox Series S, even not even you know the the X, and pay that same sort of money, a hundred percent, and then su- subscribe to Game Pass and get games cheaper thereafter. Like I think. I think it could tempt some people to do that, but whether, whether I don't think Xbox it's happening have the quality enough. of games coming yeah, out like now and in the horizon like, that actually I think that's the problem. That is like is the issue. Yeah. I think yeah. Shannon's right. It's just like it's been. I feel like when when was the the first Game Pass game that was was like Crackdown Three, and like that wasn't really starting <laughs> things super strong. And then yeah. like I just feel like it hasn't really it hasn't pulled. And then Forza, like and you know. Obviously, stuff. Stuff was like it's unlucky. They've been unlucky. I know it is incredible, but it's incredibly unlucky. Like it's like multiple instances of being unlucky. (laughs) It's like beyond. Like they need (laughs) like a big heavy hit. I don't. It's frustrating. And I'm saying this like you guys all know. Like I play my Xbox more than my PlayStation. Like I'm not somebody who is just being a dickhead to Microsoft for the sake of it. But like it is frustrating. Like it reminds me of when I was a Nintendo fan during of during the Wii U. Like just waiting for that next like hit. Um, and it never comes like, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, like, um, I would love Sea of Thieves to come across to other platforms, mostly because of the ability to play that game with other people that don't have an Xbox platform at their disposal. Like, I think that's a fantastic game. Yeah. I would love find to, a to life, jump in I and think. play it with others. Yeah. Um, Grounded, I think, is another one that I would love yeah, to see sure. kind of be made available to all. other platforms. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hi-Fi Rush, I haven't played. There's nothing stopping me from doing so. Um, but uh, yeah, given that like the PlayStation is the one that's in my living room and that much more available, if it was on that platform, I'd probably be far more likely to play it. Um, yeah. Does anyone have anything else? More I, want to add the to only this. other thing that I was thinking this week, and it's like going to sound like such an obvious dumb thought, but I was just seeing a lot of people weighing in on how like it's a good thing if all games come to all platforms. And I agree, but I feel like there's always a constant pressure on Xbox and PlayStation, but I feel like no one ever brings Nintendo into the conversation. Like, why is it okay no, that yeah, I don't, don't, know. don't release no, their I, games anywhere else? I, like, I don't... I, 
I feel I'm like not saying they should. I'm just saying, how that. is it not the same thing? I think it depends. I think during the Wii U, I think everyone was calling for them to go through. I think it depends on how successful they are, right? Like They've pulled themselves out of yeah, the grave. Is yeah, that- so like with Wii U, like, it's like, well, they're, they're duds. Like, just put everything elsewhere. And now, obviously, with Switch, they don't need to do anything, so... I'm not saying I, they, I, they should. I'm just saying why. I'm not saying like, that that's Especially what you're when games run better on PC. Like, you can play Zelda in 4K, right? Like, and again, I'm not saying they should do that because I don't think it would be a good business. Group, I think you are like, saying why, that. But why are they different is what I'm asking. Like, why? We yeah, know why, why it's people... different because it's, they're, they're profitable and they don't need to do it. But I don't understand why you, sh- like, why the sentiment can be like. Xbox yeah. and PlayStation should it shouldn't be an issue, but then for Nintendo, like it's just fine. I don't understand that side of it. I think it's just different audiences talking about those games. That's like, you know, and I think Nintendo people, being having had been one for a long time in my life, are very um, like you know, protective of the, their yeah. big corporation that they I love. love. This, like, narrative they're they're creating animal. now of like James is a reformed <laughs> yeah, Nintendo <I> fan. <laughs> he really he just floats between when the hey, conversations run. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the Wii U. I would never have asked I, no, Shannon I, I to I love let me Nintendo. review a game. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I mm. love Nintendo I what, too. I hear what you're saying though, Shannon. I hear what you're saying. It's like every, when this discussion comes up and it inevitably does like every year or so, like people m- maybe don't include Nintendo. But in James, the James is but, right. Now that he says the Wii U era, I do remember that was like a thing. Like, should they just fold and release there? And like the Wii when like they couldn't do. Yeah. High and people just like, look at, people look at Sega because that's what happened to them, right? Like with the Dreamcast, yeah. they just, Sonic's on everything now. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess the frustrating thing is you, like you, Good games are still coming out for Xbox, and you kind of want those good, like the spotlight on those. Wait, I just like grounded mentioned Sea of Thieves, <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush, like the, the Starfield, like there's good games there, right? ESO expansion. You, you kind of want them to get their time in the spotlight, and it's hard to do that if they're languishing on a platform that's kind of in third place. I'm using incendiary language, but you get my point. Um, and maybe Wii U is the same thing, and that's kind of why we then saw, like, a spate of ports coming over to Switch, because it's like, well, actually, there's a ton of great games here that no one played because you didn't buy this console. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we do forget there was a time where console manufacturers didn't necessarily make money on the console sales, and everything was much more contingent on software. But those days are kind of behind us, and, like, money is made on selling consoles now. I don't think there is there. I don't think there is. Nintendo would be on the Switch. I don't think for PlayStation. I think Nintendo consistently has. Yeah, absolutely, but not, like, Xbox and PlayStation. I don't think that's the case at all. I reckon it's all in substance You don't think they're making money on those consoles anymore? No way, mate. (laughs) Like... I don't reckon. When you think about the value think in about the, the, the Yeah, like literally. A, a like how much like it costs to buy it. Yeah, like, yeah, mate, I think about it. I would like to fact check I was going to let that I, slide, I but I'm not. Was, this year, you I'm calling you out new- more on your shit. <laughs> on Just your letting bullshit. you know. Yeah. I thought there was a big deal made of the fact that they like actually did turn a profit on these this time around. They become I profitable thought, I thought this a was a new story. Like, yeah, no. Okay. All right. Here and weigh in. Be the someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think the PS Five Slim is profitable, like a little bit, but I don't think it's well, like it would be more like twelve dollars a console yeah, or something. It's not. They're like, not making hundreds. Like they're, yeah. they're with shipping and everything. I think it's it'll all come out in the wash. <laughs> but what is the software premium? <laughs> uh, 
that's a reference everyone's forgotten about. I think it is going to be a year where we do see people try new things and just try and make money where they can. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting that both of these things popped up within... I don't know if it was just wires crossed or what was going on, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. I... uh... I'm excited for it, at the very least. Uh, before we move on, though, I want to tell you more about these Steel Series mics that we're using here on the show. We're big fans of Steel Series products, and their new alias mics are no exception. They are perfect for gamers like us who want hassle-free, professional-sounding audio quality. We've all got enough stress in our lives. We don't need complicated microphone setups. So when I could just plug in mine with a single USB connection, I was stoked. Uh, the Sonar AI software that they pair with make super e- make it set up super easy um, and offers a bunch of useful options, including noise cancelling, uh, volume mixing, equalization, and more. Um, already having a SteelSeries headset myself, it's super convenient for me to manage everything uh, and take full advantage um, all within the one piece of software. But massive thanks again, SteelSeries, for supporting the show in the new year. Uh, speaking of the new year, it is 2024 now, and I'm interested to quiz each of you on what your most anticipated games are for the year so far um and admittedly compiling this list myself there's not a huge amount of games we kind of know about in 2024 i don't feel or not as much as i'd like but maybe that's just me uh kieran what about you though what are some of your most excited or the games you're most excited for this year uh I mean, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth is obviously one that's very, very soon. Um, And Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is next month. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, the immediate future for me is looking good. And Dragon's Dogma 2 as well. Like, the next, like, two or three months, I'm I'm very, very keen for. Um, But looking down the track, like, yeah, you're right. It's it's hard. There's lots of really cool kind of smaller games that I'm keen for, like Pacific Drive, um, which I don't know if you've seen anything about that, but it's like a roguelike run-based driving game in like a nuclear fallout wilderness it's really cool um and the plucky squire is probably another good example of like a smaller Mm. game that i'm really really keen for um and i don't know princess peach showtime is probably a good example but like just like every game that's coming out it kind of just drops off after like (laughs) yeah that's it all of them um it kind of just drops off after, after like april so i'm i'm keen to see like what's out there yeah, I don't think we've got much of a visual on like what's happening in the latter half of this year so far at all. Um, on the topic of smaller games, though, Angerfoot is a game I'm really excited mm. for, and hopefully that emerges this year. If you can't remember that one, it is the... Um, oh, the dogs are, don't like Angerfoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the de- the Devolver game where you're, it's kind of... 3D, but Hotline Miami sort of style, kind of fast-paced, moving through rooms, taking out enemies kicking them a lot until they pick up other weapons, but very stylized. Looks a lot of fun. Um, what about yourself, Shannon? What games are you excited for in 2024? Um, definitely Princess Peach Showtime. I think, like, Super Princess Peach is one of my favourite Mario World games, so it's cool to see her back in the spotlight. Um, How long has it been since we got, a like, a dedicated Princess Peach game? When did that one that, come out? That was the last one, and that would have been, well, like, 15 years ago, I want to say. It's on the DS, yeah. 2005. <clears throat> yeah, so 20 years. Jeez. Jeez. Justice for Peach. <laughs> yeah. um, Star Wars Outlaws is probably the other one that comes yeah. to mind. That, like, I'm, I'm keen for day one. I think, yeah, Ubisoft to sort of do a win, and that looks really cool. Um, so I'm keen to see that hopefully this year. My concern with Outlaw is that in my head, I want it to just be more Jedi Survivor 
esque oh my God, style no. of thing. Let's, I don't reckon it's, it's going to be that far off. It's going to be. Uh, no, no, it's not going to be that. It'll be its own thing. Let's hope for that too. Yeah. I just. I have such hope for that game, but I really worry it's going to feel like a far lesser version of Jedi Survivor. I'm sure it won't be. Uh, the bar is not high. Apart hang on, from hey, that, what do you mean by that, James? No, Let's, no, what you, we're, no we're you know about. what he's trying to do, and you're like feeding right into it, Ewan. Like, are you okay? <laughs> it, I think I don't know if he's trying to reassure me that it's going to be just he's as good, antagonizing or if you it's going to be like way, degree. way worse. I don't know if he's agreeing with me or trying to reassure me. It'll be better than Jedi Survivor. Because it's a saying. zero out of ten. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, apart from that, looking through the list, there's not, yeah, not a lot that really gets me excited at, at this point. I wish I could say there was, but yeah, it's a bit unknown after like March, April. I'm sure there will be some cool stuff. I, I think we spoke about this, that I don't think it's going to be as big of a year as last mm. year where it was just like almost every franchise Bangers. you can think of had a game Thank God. Um, <laughs> so yeah I, I don't think it's going to be anything like that um, but who knows who knows what the year has do you hold out any hope that Wolverine will come out this year no no that's a 2025 game I don't, I don't know what Playstation are doing to be honest Rise of okay. Bronin Rise of Bronin Helldivers Helldivers I'm keen for yeah, Hell- I yeah. forgot Helldivers was like so soon as well, actually. Mm. But yeah, I'm I'm keen to give that a go. I'm not expecting the world of it, to be honest. I'm like just expecting it to be fun for a handful of hours. But um, all the same, I did surprisingly enjoy the first one. And this looks like a considerable step up, obviously, with like the kind of just the whole different approach. Maybe um, it'd be like a return so yeah. and surprise us. Get yeah, it, it, could, it could well be. I really didn't expect a lot from Returnal and that was... A very pleasant surprise. What about yourself, James? You got some most anticipated games of the year? I do. Um, no resi this year. I know, it's a sad year. It's a bad... Yeah. <laughs> there was no... Oh, no yeah. Peaks and troughs. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Um, I agree. I'm looking forward to Outlaws. I think it looks pretty good. I think it's nice to play something that's not like a Jedi-focused game as well. Um, I'm keen to see how Hellblade shakes out even though I wasn't that keen on the last trailer. Mm. Um, and then the other, like, two smaller, like, James picks would be, like, Alone in the Dark and Banishes. Um, I got to play Banishes last year, and I really enjoyed what I played. Um, and I was really keen to see more. That's the, like, one where you play as the ghost hunters from um, yeah the people who made Vampire and Life is Strange. So, yeah, like, yeah, really, really... really sold me on the game at that time. I remember you yeah, talking about it on well, the podcast. It's a good. It was a fun time, the brief time, but a fun time, which is all we want. <laughs> um, my big one is definitely like Dragon's Dogma, though. Like I, I don't know how. I can't really put into words how exciting, excited I am for that because I just don't think Capcom does wrong at this stage. Um, even like the DMC Five team did such a good job with that game, and this is that team now. So I think that's my number one. Um, I have two that I'm really keen on that are the next bullet point here. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but I'm still not sure on. Um, Can't even remember what I had on the show notes. Yeah. Oh, oh, Metal wow. Gear Solid 3 and Silent Hill 2 confirmed yeah. for 2024 on a PlayStation blog. Absolutely. Those two high up your list then, James. So, yeah, like I'm I'm keen on those, but like I'm not excited for them. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I, I, the, the trailer... Well, I guess you know what you're in for, right? The mud filter oh. is gone. Well, like... I don't know <laughs> that you wouldn't. That, uh, I think with um, 
with like say like a Resident Evil remake, they are so different from the original game that you don't know what you're in for. But yeah. I just don't trust. I feel like the Metal Gear Solid game is going to be the same. Like I feel like that's going to be. Mm. It's going to look really nice. Like it's using the same dub. You know, there's not a lot. I, I feel like it's going to be the same game. Um, but Silent Hill Two is just like such an enigma to me. Like I don't know. It was announced almost two years ago. It's impossible for it to to. Yeah, it's just one of those games where, like, culturally, it's got such a... It has sits so high up on everybody's lists and stuff. It's not even my favourite Silent Hill game, but... And and then that trailer just doesn't look as... Looks good, technically. But, like, I don't know if they can pull it off, given how the other games they've made, you know? But I'm keen to see how it shakes out. Yeah, I'm given that's a series I don't really have much connection to in much of the same way that the remakes of the Resident Evil games have kind of brought me into that franchise. I'm interested to see if Silent Hill does the same sort of thing for me as well. Um, I noticed no one's mentioned Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. That's, oh, okay. That's a good is point. That I, I, will, say that. Just, I, am I didn't see that it. on my list. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, I'm keen to give it a go. I'm like, like, yeah, I don't know. I uh, sure, I'll play. I'm it. feeling more positive like, about this game the nearer to launch we get. Um, Why is so that? So yeah, I'm. Let's unpack it, that. Because just because it's actually launching. <laughs> well, that's always um, a plus. I because think you'll play it, you, and you're the most likely to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it is a game up my wheelhouse. Thinly veiled insult, um, no. and kind of, kind of based on the kind of reactions, like the technical test and stuff. Like it's kind of got me feeling a bit more optimistic about it. I'm not again. It's like, did anyone of you play it? Like, in that batch, was yeah. It- are we allowed to talk about that or not? I, well, that's what uh, I'm not sure about. No, oh, no. was it closed? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. What <laughs> um, yes. Sorry. Anyhow, based Bye. on other reactions to it that have said mm. stuff that I'm not allowed to say, it's got me feeling more positive about it. Um, take from that Very what you interesting. will. Um, but yeah, I. what else was I going to mention? Fuck, I've totally forgotten the other game. That I was going to mention now. Was it Last of Us Part 2 Remastered? Because you haven't mentioned that. Uh, I mean, that's a given. That's, like, also out so soon, though. But that is a given. Um, given how much I, like, I loved Valhalla, um, I'm really excited to play No Return and kind of see what that is all like. I'm not expecting it to Naruto. do the same story-wise. N- no Return. I, I didn't uh-huh. know what he was saying either. I thought he said Naruto. And I was Naruto. like, did, it's I, Naruto. did I say that funny? I'm sorry. This is the first podcast back of the year, guys. I'm warming back up. This muscle has not been exercised in a while. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm not expecting the same level of kind of like story and character development that was in like Valhalla. I'm expecting it to be much more bare bones, but all the same, what they kind of did kind of structurally with the roguelike, I really enjoyed. And I'm keen to see that applied to to Last of Us. Um and yeah, I, I, I'm going to join Kieran as well in Final Fantasy. Given I still have never had this big, like, earth-shattering Final Fantasy VII thing spoiled for me, and it wasn't really a feature of the first game, I don't know if I'm going to see that in Rebirth. Yeah, I don't but know I'm still excited to continue Do you reckon? that story. You will see, you will see like, when it happens, but we don't know if you'll see if it happens. Yeah, I think that's you're going to change thing. it, Ewan. That's the thing. I don't think you're going to get that. Yeah. This, is the, this is the thing about this... 
yeah, I don't know. But this, I, I, this is my favorite part of FF Seven, so I'm keen to like play that too. I forgot about that. The first part, yeah, yeah was not my jam. Um, yeah, as long as we don't get stuck in any more train yards, am I right? Not my jam. No, oh, there's no more train yards. Not, <laughs> not, not, not my jam. Not my jam with James. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let me throw one more thing in. I'm yep. excited for. I love how we've gradually thinking about more and more games. Was this a rapid fire? Because I <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay, good. Um, Switch two. Oh, it's not a Pro game. Ball. Not yeah, get it out. The, the first video game <laughs> that comes out on Switch Pro. Two. Metroid Prime Four. Like, you know, I don't know. Do you reckon? Yeah, um, I, I reckon we have to get a Switch two this year, right? That is this year. Surely. Absolutely. Mark your diaries. Pull out your give us Kiki a day. When when do you Chuckle when do you planner. think? I'm sure I've asked you this every podcast, but like, it's got to be in the lead up towards Christmas, right? I think announcement. In, I reckon announcement in March. Are we doing a predictions episode? Announcement in March. Should, we, yeah. should I hold Maybe on to these next week? Yeah, next week we're going to do predictions, yeah, okay. and next week as well we're going to talk about our official press start game of the year list. I wanted to do it with Brody, who couldn't be on the show today, but yeah, that's in store for next week as well. Um, I did remember that other game. The Wolf Among Us 2. Excited oh, for shit, that. Yeah. In Good 2024 call. as well. There's actually a few a few hits this year. Could be another yeah. year of bangers. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I do have a rapid fire question for you, though, seeing as you mentioned it, James. Definitely going along in the podcast. I didn't expect this. But rapid fire question. Over the break, Microsoft announced an Xbox Series S toaster to accompany the Xbox Series X fridge previously released. Shannon, what Xbox appliance would you like to see next? <laughs> you know what my mind went. <laughs> I, oh, God, I didn't read this, so I haven't literally haven't thought of anything. Um, <laughs> an Xbox iced coffee maker that. I don't know what that would have to do with Xbox, but I'll take <laughs> any kind of iced coffee appliance. It just, like, dribbles out of the disc little, tray. Little or... Xbox ice dispensed into it. Probably, like, an Xbox okay. Air Fryer collaboration. Oh, yeah, yes. like the OG Xbox, like, the yeah. uh, like it flips up. Like yeah. a That's a good shout. I don't want that. that. Good shout. Just clarifying, but I just thought <laughs> no, I'd it's, it you're getting it now. Oh, okay, yeah. Karen, do you have any other genius I don't have anything. to pass I didn't to think about Xbox's this product development team? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Seeing as I'm boiling hot in my room right now, I want an Xbox Series X with the fan reversed so it just blows out the top and I just need that right in front just of the Just hot air? Right now. Just hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Yeah, it wouldn't need to be reversed. It blows that way anyhow. You're very right. Just cold mm. air. Mm. Maybe it could be an attachment to the. Just this was a dumb rapid fire first. question. I'm sorry, everyone. What the Wiki is the Press Start <laughs> podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess, and the round ends after a person bags themselves two points. As last year's and season's winner, I am not going to make James host because that would be unfair. I've just written myself into a corner with the show notes. I actually prepared the games this year. I'm going to be nice and take the first one. But here on out, whoever wins the round will prepare What the Wiki for the following week and host it. Uh, but contestants, if you're ready, I will read you your games and kick off the 2024 season. Are we ready? Let's do it. 
Beginning Always. development for PlayStation 3 in 2008, the game was conceived prior to the director's work Shannon. on Silent Hill Kieran. and the... Oh. Shannon? I was going to say The Last Guardian. But That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> James. James. Is it Gravity Rush? It is Gravity Rush. Well done, James. Holy shame. moly. Nice work. Holy moly. All right, one to James. James, the first entering the scoring, defending his what the wiki time. championship. We need. Well, if you don't want me to win, come up with a new format. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, game number two. Upon announcement, because of its heavy focus on touchscreen controls, the game was anticipated as a game for mobile devices. However, the developers did not confirm the game for any of these platforms at the time. At the PlayStation Experience in 2014, in December, the developer announced that the game would be released on PS Vita, continuing the trend of the studio's previous games of releasing on PlayStation platforms first. After being delayed, Drinkbox Studios released the game Kieran. in April... Kieran. Oh, shit. No, I've forgotten the name of it. God damn it. You can picture it, though, can't you? <laughs> I can. Shit. Uh, can, I, um, can, can I queue up, oh, James? Yeah, go. go oh, James. I was going to, but I was being polite until he spoke. No. <laughs> oh, go on, then. You know how it works, Shannon. No, we've never had queuing rules. Shannon, you go. Oh. Oh. It's one. I, don't, I can't remember the other one it is, which I'm sure it is. I was going to say guacamole, but it's. It's, it's the other one. <laughs> yeah, it's the. Which I, I kind of think I know the name of it, but no, go Do you want to take a punt? No, no, he's not taking a punt. It's all you, James. We just didn't want James to answer. Severed. It is severed, James. Well done. Mm. (laughs) Good job. And that's a clean sweep. So he starts off with three points, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) On the PS Vita game category that I created for you all this, my favorite console. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously picked it seeing as uh, I played a lot of Vita in the break um, nice. and Gravity Rush is getting a movie yeah they announced that last no t- 2022 I don't know if I just deleted that from my memory or just missed the yeah, news but either. that Where's surprised me to see footage of that at CES nuts yeah I, I just didn't think those, those games were that popular enough to really warrant a film but I don't think I those games will exist anymore though right with like the new Sony like, I don't think that kind of... No, it sucks because it was so good. Oh, they, yeah, they would I do love Japan a Gravity Rush 3. Yeah, so... J- the studio. The studio, yeah. Well, the studio. country. Okay. <laughs> Who would do it? <laughs> With that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Once again, brought to you today by Steel, by Steel Series and their new range of alias microphones. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at PressStartAU and visit the site at PressStart.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. Yeah, you can follow me at Shannon Grixie on everything. Also joining us today was James. Yeah, you can find me on exit at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And last but not least, it was Kieran. Uh, yeah, H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N on X. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter or threads at Ewan underscore Roxbury. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.